are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 10th Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for today, Eric Garcia Gunderson, and as you say, we haven't done one of these in a couple weeks, but we're doing, uh, we're bringing back the the brown liquor edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm joined by the big dog after the Blazers' 21 point 108 87 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center. CJ McCollum with 25 points. It's the eighth straight game that CJ scored 25 or more. Uh, he's he's been hooping. And uh, the Blazers get a win that they needed uh, as they are going to head back to Portland. If they can land a plane in Portland because it's snowing like crazy here, uh, they play Cleveland tomorrow. Uh, but the big dog, wh- wh- what did you see tonight? Uh, welcome back. Thanks. It's always a pleasure to be back here. You know, uh, first off, obviously, Brown Lair Podcast, where we're drinking tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we had, uh, we had a multiple brown liquors first start off with you know a little aperitif after the dinner you know drinking some frenette a berry a classic you know 70 percent of the frenette in the united states confirmed is consumed excuse me uh right here in san francisco you can write that down that's your fact of the day second off uh putting down the maker's mark because that's just simply lovely gundy terrible weather here it was a great night to watch basketball i'm glad i could settle down and you know put a couple back and actually see a win so uh, I'm glad you're safe and warm up there in that frigid hellhole of Portland. Yeah, well, it, uh, it is – there's like, I don't know, almost like half a foot of snow or something here. I mean, it, it, it's a crazy amount of snow for Portland. It's way more snow than we had when uh, a bunch of people – when there was a bunch of school cancellations and stuff like that uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was way more snow on the ground. So it's pretty wild up here. And uh, – Blazers bounce back uh, real quick, you know, just from a, a real tough loss, I think, against Detroit. And Terry Stotts called this stretch uh, of games, the three stretch uh, of the Laker game, the Detroit game, and this other Laker game, all must wins. They go two and one in that stretch, which I guess is fine because they beat both the Lakers both times. Uh, still not that impressive, though, but I feel like, I don't know, you having watched it, does it feel like they're playing better? Absolutely. Uh, last time we spoke, it was after that horrendous loss to the Mavericks. Blazers um, looking good right now, obviously. I uh, really should honestly call him the CJs because, let's be honest, he's carrying the team. Um, you know, quick breakdown of the night. Uh, let's start off, you know, just obviously with the most, you know, apparent thing. Jake Lehman is the best player on the Blazers. Uh, he got some run, you know, in the last three minutes, two of three. Uh, for eight points. I mean, if you do the per 36, that's like 40 something. I don't know. I can't do math right now, but uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I think this thing, I think you run the Kyle Corver pick and roll for Jake Lehman, you know, 12 to 15 times a game. And God knows it's better than friggin' Evan Turner going three of nine. Woof. I mean, Jake Lehman, he, he, he keeps putting the pressure on Terry Stotts to play him more uh, with these garbage time, uh, super efficient runs he had five points tonight not eight but he was hey, two, he was two of three though hey, hey here's the deal you know you say garbage time and just because it comes at the end doesn't mean it's garbage last time i checked dessert comes at the end 
I think it is it's the sweetest part of the game is when Jake Lehman hits the floor. Jake Lehman did and you know what? I gotta say, the Blazers haven't really had that many opportunities to throw Lehman out there recently. It feels like they've always been in these tight games or games that are just, you know, depressing, but they're still leaving the starters out there to like make it a good fight and they're not you know, I feel like Lehman I don't know that I haven't you know, looked through his game log lately, but it feels like we haven't seen Lehman lately and I feel like that's a good sign for Portland when Layman gets on the floor. They're just, they, you know, they actually, I mean, I haven't seen, I can't remember the last time the Blazers really just like ran away with a game that they should win. Like they did tonight. No, it was refreshing. I mean, I watched it from start to finish and I can't remember the last time I did that. Probably because Myers Leonard didn't touch the floor until about like two forty eight. That usually is a good sign. Um, speaking of which Gundy, I'd love to hear points. We're coming up to the trade deadline. Is that wavy haired, Big old son of a gun noodle gonna still be on the team? Um, if you're referring to Myers Leonard, um, I I think he is gonna be still be on the team because I just don't know who uh, is is willing or uh, going to give up anything that Portland would want to trade for him. He is his contract. You know he's he's in the first year of a four year deal, uh, and even though he's only making ten ten million dollars, which isn't a lot compared to a lot of centers, I just don't. I don't see any team wanting him because centers are already hard enough to move, let alone a center who doesn't really help you rebound the ball and can't hasn't consistently shown an ability to take advantage of smaller defenders and really create mismatches. So I, I yeah, he's on the Blazers just because there's there's just no way anyone's gonna trade for him. I don't think right now. Oh, Eric Gunderson getting real political with a 45-second answer to explain that Myers Leonard is absolute garbage and can't be traded. I like that. I, I hey, you know, you got to fill time with a podcast five days a week. You 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 you, you learn how how to you know elaborate a little bit. No, hey, I mean, I love the pod. I love coming on the pod, and you know, I love seeing the Blazers. Uh, you know, culture reference tonight really uh, showered on the Lakers tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a different type of, of shower. Uh, hey, I mean, I mean, honestly, it was, it was pretty fun to watch. I probably would have paid for it. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, the big dog dropping, dropping, dropping bombs here on Locked On Blazers, uh, the, uh, a brown liquor edition of Locked On Blazers. Uh, yeah, uh, also should shout out uh, one of the better performers tonight for the Blazers, Alfaruk Aminu. Eight points, fifteen rebounds, and four assists. Uh, it, it is just really nice for the Blazers having to meet new back and tracking their defense a little bit. Now you don't want to get too overall. Their numbers are still terrible, but for the last like eight games or so, they haven't been that bad defensively. Actually, they've been pretty good defensively. Dare I say? Obviously, we need to see if these changes can sustain, and I, I doubt, given the track record, that they will. But, hey, I mean, if they can continue to play defense like this, then maybe they'll get some of those bounces to go their way in the clutch. Absolutely. You're the expert here when it comes to this whole defense analysis thing. All I'm going to say is this. When I saw the score, uh, the Lakers at 87, I thought it was the end of the third. And then my roommate's like, no, it's over. We actually won. And I was blown away. But a great point on Aminu. I thought uh, him as well as Ed – from, you know, the the couch quarterback perspective, they played with a lot of confidence today. I love Ed, you know, hitting those bullish turnaround little layups. Uh, big fan. 
um, specifically on that C- CJ uh, inbounds uh, steal. Ed is uh, – it's weird season for Ed because he, he has his moments sometimes, but he just hasn't been the same. But against the, last, against the Lakers in two of these three games, he's played a big part. And it's um, – when he does good things, the Blazers have success. And it just feels like those nights haven't been as frequent as they were last year. I feel – I remember Ed was consistently uh, – I, I thought maybe one of the better backup centers in the league. I thought maybe him and and Cantor were were up there, and he's just he hasn't been that type of guy this year. And tonight he was solid, eight points, eight rebounds in twenty one minutes. That's exactly the type of Ed Davis night that they need for the rest of the season, uh, especially now that CJ and Dame are back. I know that Myers played against Detroit, but I just don't. I think Ed if he can get you offensive rebounds is the guy to have in there with when CJ and Dame are on the court, because those are the two guys that are going to be taking most of the shots. And then you mix in Turner and crab and, and those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you know, Hey, out here for all my degenerates, you know, on uh cover watch 2020, uh, we got uh last uh, two of the last three blazers covered, which is great. Um, when they're, you know, when they're winning and they're winning against the spread, you know, everyone makes a little money. You get to go home with something more than McGriddle. Am I right? That's right. You're right. You don't. You don't have to download the McD app to or the McDonald's app. Uh, now I think they, they they rebranded. You don't have to download an app to to cash in uh, on uh, when the Blazers covered the spread. Uh, a- a- anything uh, that has stood out to you lately with the Blazers that that you want to call out? I know you've been talking about CJ Ballin lately. Uh, anything stood out to you with him or? Uh, any of the guys recently uh, that you'd like to call out there or, you know, maybe put on front street or any, anything that's bothering you with the Blazers? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you exactly what's bothering me. Uh, I've been holding in, you know, I've been trying to keep it in, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little schmiz, you know, in the words of young MA. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that Festus Azili is sitting on the sidelines in a periwinkle blue seersucker suit. I find that unacceptable. I don't want him here. Wow. No, yeah. no Festus. Just, yeah, you're just sick of Festus, dude. Uh, I want him as much as I want him on the team as much as Cartilage want to be in his knees. Wow, we got the takes right here from the big dog, just going after Festus Azili, who's not going to see the court this season. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's funny. I mean, are you just are you just mad about him trying to tell the team what's up? Uh, as we learned in that Chris Haynes story. Absolutely. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, you got to walk the walk, you got to talk the talk, and you got to stop clogging up my 2K lineup with your big ass coming off uh, somehow 13th on the bench, and then they sub you in six minutes into the first. I don't know what the computer's doing. I'm not trying to out here, you know, take all the time to do manual subs. I think it's baloney. So you're mad at Festus Azili because he's messing up your, like, my coach in game rotation stuff for when you're doing your franchise on 2K? Absolutely. 100%. Hey, I. Whatever it, I I hear you, man. Everyone's got their reasons, and 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 if Azili's messing up your two K franchise, then then hey, I can't blame you. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the Blazers, it, it would be a lot easier to trade all the guys on their team if it was a two K franchise. Uh, Absolutely. It, it Absolutely. Lot, I, I feel like it would be a lot easier to trade Evan Turner if this was if this was a two K reality and not reality reality. I mean, hey, you know, we sit here and we slander Evan Turner, but he had a better shooting percentage than Damian Lillard tonight. Something to keep in mind. I think they had, uh, like, identical. I think they both shot 33% uh, 
because uh, Turner was three of nine and Lillard was seven of twenty one. You're throwing a lot of math at me right here, Gundy. I don't I don't know what you want. Me. I don't know what you want. Okay, so they both they both shot poorly. Is all I'm saying. Turner, though, positive plus minus tonight, even though he didn't shoot well, which doesn't I don't feel like happens often. But I think the reason for that he had seven assists tonight. So as long as he can play make, I guess it's worth. Uh, he, he he's valuable having out there. He has gotten better. I I just think that. Sometimes he holds the ball too much. Maybe it's correcting itself. I'm not, you know, I, I think the defense is really what's improved. I don't necessarily think the offense has gotten that much better over the last couple of weeks. I think the offense actually hasn't been that great. And that's probably held them back from taking advantage of maybe some better defense over the past, you know, couple of weeks. Absolutely. Hey, uh, while I got you here on the line, like, you know, hey, I know you never responded to any of my Twitter questions. So can I ask you a couple? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here. All right. First one from at Big Dog Brown Liquor Podcast. That's me. <laughs> what What are we actually going to do on the trade deadline? I have a, this inkling feeling that there it's all going to be quiet, this and that, and then every year they say nothing's going to happen, and then all of a sudden it pops off like the Fourth of July. What do we got? Give me some hot takes. I I I do think that may. I think something to watch with this team is maybe not the deadline, but the draft, because now they have two draft picks. And I think it's really hard for teams to pull off mid-season trades. I just think it's I think I just think it's it's hard for most teams to do that. And I think the only trade that I could conceive mid-season would be something like I, I just talked about how great Ed Davis has been, but Davis also hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. I don't know if maybe they would want to trade him to a contender like say the Warriors, who could use someone who who could be a good offensive rebounder and maybe collect an asset from from the Warriors and have even more. Uh, draft picks and stuff heading into the draft to package with something else and maybe make a real big move there. I, I, I think um, they're definitely gearing up and, and grabbing assets. I think it's just going to be hard, though, for the Blazers to make any moves this trade deadline because a lot of the guys that you would want to trade, like a Myers, like an Allen Crabb, like a Turner, you know, they're just becoming eligible for trade, and I just don't know if the way that those guys have played uh, that that there's that much of a market for them right now, but as we separate ourselves from like the season overall and we get to the draft, when people start to kind of forget about what happened in the previous regular season and they start looking at guys like holistically, I think Portland can maybe make some moves there with those draft picks and and maybe move one of their guys plus picks and, and get something in return of value because I think teams are more willing to listen to the draft because people they get like this like anxiety like we got to do something. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just from my perspective, uh, Mo Harkless plus twenty five tonight. Uh, Ed Davis, like you said, he's doing great, not getting a lot of run. Uh, I hate Myers Leonard. I think we can combine all three of those guys for something. Maybe I'm not sure with salary cap and all that stuff. You know, there's all these like right. You haven't run into the trade machine yet. <clears throat> it's facts and rules, you know, and those are things that I just I just don't adhere to in my life lifestyle right now right right um uh yeah i think the trade deadline i think portland has a lot of assets but i think it's just gonna be hard for them to do something mid-season and i don't necessarily know if there's gonna be a trade mid-season that's gonna be like oh it's gonna swing them in the right direction i just think that they've got to play better and, and i think they can and i think that at any point sacramento's season is bound to implode so i i think at some point they'll get a little bit of comfort and at least they'll be okay with where they're at, which is they're clearly not okay with where they're at right now. No. Uh, you know, I think that 
that pretty much sums up all I got. Uh, other than that, I just want to know if uh, Clemson wide receiver Hunter Renfro is available in the draft next year. I see him as a top 14 pick. Uh, oh, for the NBA? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're not talking sea chickens. We're not talking sea chickens. We're talking Blazers, Renfro, corner three. I can see it. That guy's got clutch in his veins. All right. Uh, we're already we're already looking to uh, the football field to find some replacements. Yeah, I I think this is a short podcast. Not a lot has changed um, from uh, the last couple of days. Damian Lillard still, I don't think one hundred percent. He had a, a you know a good overall stat line except for his shooting percentage. Uh, so I think that's probably something of note. But other than that, I don't think anything has changed necessarily but uh tomorrow the blazers have a huge game and if they can get this one then you're talking about you know getting a game that they shouldn't have gotten which hasn't happened a lot this season the blazers haven't really stolen a lot of wins against good teams or surprised anybody and they have cleveland coming in tomorrow they have kyle corver now but both teams are going to be on the second of a back-to-back and uh maybe damien will finally Lillard will finally be feeling 100 uh, percent tomorrow in a matchup against Kyrie Irving if Irving plays. But uh, so because uh, uh, Cleveland has also been uh, not very healthy as of late, so maybe Portland catches a break and 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 they could steal the win against a good team at home. Uh, and then they get Orlando at the end of the week, which is another game that they definitely should win. So um, they should definitely split at least these next two games. But uh, we will be with you uh, after. Uh, the Cleveland game and we will update you on uh, how we see them and I think we can definitely say that the team is getting a little bit better their defense is rounding into shape but their offense uh, needs to uh, sustain and if they can balance it out uh, I think they'll they'll be in a decent place a better place in a couple weeks so uh, big dog thank you for joining me always a pleasure I can't wait until my next one It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17